0: What's up y'all? It's your girl KB. Rapin A here. And welcome to season two of the Heart Convos Podcast. Woo! Welcome back. welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: Oh, now you can sing the song, but when I sang it,
0: did you that. Like, yeah. Did you sing that song? Last season?
1: Last season I did,
0: yes. You probably did. <laughs> That's probably why I was in my subconscious. Cause yeah. Uh yo, we are back. Season two, Long Awaited, uh is here, episode one. I am so excited to be here with my amazing co-host Raffine. Um, yeah, man, this is the thing. I can't really believe that we have like a podcast podcast, like a real podcast. You know, things are only real when you say it twice. Okay. That's what I was about
1: to say, why is it a podcast podcast versus <laughs> a podcast not podcast?
0: It, what is that? no it's not that it's simply that when you really want to emphasize something you say it twice so it's like <laughs> it's like oh you mad mad like you know like, it's like i could just say you're really upset but that wouldn't have the same effect so it's like oh you mad mad oh, okay that means you're really mad so i'm like hey we have a podcast podcast like a real right. podcast listen and I'm really excited about the fact that there was some demand. Like, people were like, When y'all gonna come back with episode, uh, season two? When y'all gonna come back with season two? And I'm like, Listen, we are back officially here and we're excited that you're with us. Well,
1: welcome to those of you that are new and just joining us. We are so glad that you're here, that you're listening. When you get a minute, you can feel free to go back and li- listen. Listen. Go back and listen to season one, where we talk about a whole lot of topics, and um, it'll give you some introduction to us and to what we're doing and why we're here, but we're glad that you're here. Share this, like this, listen to this, wherever it is that you enjoy your podcast. For sure.
0: Check that out. Let me introduce y'all to Raph, though. Um, Y'all, I assume, might know who I am, so if you don't, I'm KB, and I am the talking head, I guess, of Heart Combos, the founder, creator, visionary, whatever you want to call it, uh, of Heart Combos. Heart Combos are, Heart Combos are intentional conversations, um, That help people navigate unhealthy friendships. Um, really, you can have a hard conversation about anything, but my soapbox is friendship, community, relationships. Like I just, I just love seeing people in healthy connection with one another. However, when I started this podcast thing, I was just like, I can't keep talking to myself. I need to talk to somebody. And I also thought it would be amazing for my co-host to be my best friend, Raffiné, because uh, one, she's my best friend, and two. She's a licensed clinician. So that means that she got papers and skill and textbook and page sixty-sixty-seven 67, um, about everything that we're going to talk about. Essentially, um, usually I'm just talking from my experience, you know, my, my own, um, kind of just wisdom that I feel like God has given me about certain things. I do feel like I have um, a gifting in taking complicated things and making them more palatable and simple for people to understand. But this girl comes in here and she's like, well, let me just tell you what this is called in the field. And so uh, she will help you have, uh, I think, have more of a insight on, on the psychology side of things concerning heart combos. So very excited to have her back with me, season two. And yeah, let's just jump into today's topic. Tell them what the topic is.
1: The topic is
0: holiday heart combos. Holiday heart combos, people. Listen. Holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving is a few days away and we are embarking in a season or I guess I guess into a season where uh people have a lot of difficulty um with family dynamics, in-laws, parents, relatives that they got history with. Just it just becomes a thing having these intentional conversations in the context of family. So today we're going to dive into what it looks like to have a holiday heart convo with family, some of the nuances that come with that, and yeah, some issues that people just have. So um, let's just jump right in. Here's the thing. I think the number one question that I've gotten so far concerning holiday heart combos is, can you, well, one, can you do holiday heart combos and give us some tips for what we can, I guess, take with us when we're engaging our family. I think the very first thing that I would like to suggest is that if you know there is history or tension or just a specific type of dynamic that you're walking into when it comes to being with your family for the holidays, go in with a plan. Like, do not go in just like, all right, we're just about to go in here and just get this over with. Like, if you know that certain conversations are going to come up, if you know somebody's going to ask you why you still single and, and why you're not dating nobody or why you ain't married yet or whatever. like, and, you, and eyes. <laughs> if you Since
1: they can't see me.
0: Listen, if you already know that that's a thing, go in with a plan. If you know that you're going to run into a relative that you have history with that is not good. Maybe there's trauma associated with, you know, interaction with that person. Go in with a plan. If you already know that there's tension between you and your mama and whatever, like just, I'm just suggesting that you go in with a plan. Don't try to freestyle this thing. Go in, uh, knowing exactly what your triggers might be going, uh, having debriefed and assessed like what your tendencies are when you get with family. I was talking to a friend the other day. She was like, I just feel like, although I'm a grown woman, I'm married and I have children. Every time I get with my family, I revert to this childlike state when it comes to being around like older relatives. And I was just like, okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like she just feels like, she does. She's not as vocal, maybe, and, you know, there are just some things that kind of come with that. And um, although she didn't flush all that stuff out, out with me, like I can just imagine that maybe some people feel that same thing. Like, they know, like, oh, when I go home, although I'm in, I am an adult, like, I'm the baby with my family. Like, and everybody's going to treat me like I'm the baby, you know, like, with family. Um, so if you know that that's a thing, um, again, go on with a plan Think about it, debrief what things have been like in in the past. Know your own tendencies and habits like if you know you gonna shut down <laughs> like as soon as it starts getting too tense or people start doing the most, and you about to be like, "Yeah, I'm not here for this um know that about yourself and go on with a plan and if you also know that you turn up super easy, like somebody gonna say something and you just gonna be popping off at the mouth like just just have a plan going in in into your family um into your family dynamic. And we'll give you some more tips on what that what can, can that plan can consist of. But just at least be in the headspace of knowing. I'm going in with a plan. I'm going in um, ready to have hard conversations that are intentional. You got a thought, Raphne? About what you said or... Yeah, that or just other things that people can be considering for the holidays.
1: Man, I think the holidays are... Or can be a stressful time. And I think it's also important to not over anticipate what people are going to say and or do. Like I know there probably are some people where it's like every year they are this way. But what I also know to be true is that if sometimes when people go in with a certain thought process or perception, it then impacts their behavior before Mm. the thing happens. Mm. So if I come in here expecting you to have an attitude, then maybe I come in guarded and with an attitude already Mm. because Yeah. I'ma go toe for toe. And it's like, well, you can you can have that maybe in mind. Like if you need to prepare yourself so that you don't go tit for tat. But I think you have to be really cautious with that because again, it can cause you to act or behave in a way because you're already anticipating. This is what it's gonna be.
0: No, that's and good. then if
1: it's not that, then you still in that place though. Yeah, you that's don't always good. take the assessment of like, oh, this is different than what I expected. So I expected you to have an attitude, so I came in with my attitude, and I came in, and you actually didn't have an attitude, but I couldn't see that because I know that you always have an attitude. So sure. anything that you're doing, I'm filtering through the lens of there's attitude. So let me meet attitude <laughs> with attitude.
0: No, that's good. That's good. I think a couple of thoughts off of just what what you were saying. Somebody asked me the other day, like, hey, what are some tips for, like, addressing conflict or handling conflict in a healthy way? And one of those things I have said is, like, trying to believe the best in the other person. And so I think you're speaking to that, like, hey, maybe not going in assuming that people are going to be awful, (laughs) you know, but trying to give people the benefit of the doubt, you know, believing the best in people, even if they they have proven in the past that they're going to be petty or that they're going to be, Um, aggressive or whatever they may be. Um, So I think that what you're saying is really, really good and um, something that we should remember. And even this idea of like, hey, someone's going to have an attitude, so I'm going to match their attitude with attitude. Like, I wouldn't even recommend that, even though I know people do. They're like, hey, I know this person's going to be aggressive or confrontational, so I'm just going to be prepared to be aggressive and confrontational. It's like, you don't necessarily have to have to even respond with confrontation, like to confrontation with confrontation or with aggressiveness. So yeah, I think that's really, really wise. Um, When people think about like holiday heart combos, they might be thinking, well, what exactly is a heart combo if this is your first time kind of tuning into season two of of the heart combos platform? Let me just quickly go through the acronym. Um, Heart is an acronym for honest, elephant-sized, authentic, real transparent conversations and combos is just short for conversations. And so, um, I am an advocate for having conversations that matter, (laughs) having conversations that create clarity and understanding. Um, and so that is in general, what a heart combo is. Again, you can have a heart conversation about anything, but concerning your family, I think if we just go through the acronym in general, it'll be very obvious. I think (laughs) where the tension lies. So for example, with honest, um, I don't know what it is, but people get around their families and they struggle to be honest, like just to be forthright about where they're at, maybe what their convictions are, what they like, what they don't like, just because they're trying to either get through it or I think you mentioned before in another conversation, Raffiné, that they're trying to, did you say adapt? No, you said they want to be accepted. What What did you say? I thought you said that, that people are, they want to both I don't know if you said they want to belong. I feel like maybe it maybe was accepted. They want to be accepted by their family. So they're not trying to like stir the pot, you know. They they want to make they want to feel that sense of like belonging and maybe being open and honest about where they stand on certain things creates that <clears throat> maybe dissonance or, you know, like separation that that is uncomfortable for them. So I would say honesty at a family event, you know, somebody's like A <laughs> just as simple as like, do you want some of this and feeling the pressure to say yes because you know your auntie cooked it and her feelings going to be hurt because you don't really (laughs) like sweet potato pie. Like, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, Listen, you don't have to lie, Craig. You don't have to lie. <laughs> like, <laughs> legit, you could just be honest and be like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm good. I don't like sweet potato pie," and that might cause a complete uproar. Like, I'm like, you don't like sweet potato pie? You've always eaten my sweet potato. You could just say, "I've always lied before," Um and I'm trying not to. Or just say, "I don't want any." <laughs> oh, no, you're right. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think. Again, that for whatever reason, sometimes that family dynamic creates this, this um, unspoken nuance where again people feel like the simplest thing to even saying no to somebody's offer is like more difficult because it's family, you know, and so, um, so I think being honest is that's one of the ways that it could play itself out. Elephant sized uh, in the acronym stands for either being willing to address the elephant in the room in a conversation or talk about an elephant, an elephant sized issue. So um, there are a lot of elephants in the room when it comes to family dynamics, the history that people have with one another, disdain, um, sometimes abuse and trauma um, that can all be in one room uh, at a family gathering. And so um, I'm not saying that you need to walk into your Thanksgiving dinner prepared to address, you know what I'm saying, like a huge like issue from the past or calling somebody out on something. Um, but I think you need to be aware that you might be walking into a room where there is an elephant um, in the room. And so I would suggest maybe not necessarily using Thanksgiving dinner as an opportunity to have that conversation, but if it is a conversation that you want to have, maybe using your time, your your connection with them to say, hey, is it possible for us to connect sometime after the holidays, um, to sit down face-to-face one-on-one? Because again, sometimes having elephant sized conversations or addressing the elephant in the room in a family dynamic is not okay. Cause it's in front of like a million and one people and people feel called out, which makes them defensive. And it just, it can become a thing. What you think? Um, the A stands for authentic, um, which really speaks to you showing up as your most authentic self, um, in, in, in a conversation. A lot of times people will be who they think the person wants them to be. And I can't imagine another space where people might feel that pressure more (laughs) than with like family. Um, Because your parents have an expectation of you and maybe where you at in life and what you should or shouldn't be doing or who you should and shouldn't be with and all that good stuff. And then add on top of that your grandma and your cousins and then the comparison game that comes when you see all of your family members together and you feel like certain people are doing better than you are or further along you are or you feel like you to bomb you know what I'm saying and that you've got it all together and everybody else is on a struggle like i think um that authenticity part at the holidays is can be a challenge you know what i'm saying like for some some people what are some things that you suggest people do um, when it comes to showing up as their most authentic self at the holidays?
1: Well, I think part of it is, a big part of it is knowing who your authentic self is. Amen. Amen. if, If you don't know who you are authentically and genuinely, that might create another barrier. I also think that it's okay to be who you are and other people to not be the most accepting or receptive of that because the reality is you can't control that. The only thing you have control over is you. And I think sometimes people put on for the sake of like keeping the peace or because this is who they had a picture in their mind of who I would be when I was a kid, and I'm not that person... And I think that ends up creating more pressure and strain and feelings of maybe overwhelm for the person that is performing, for lack of a better way to explain it, than for anybody else. And I think it could be hard to be your genuine self, especially if you have not been that for so long. I think it would relieve some of that pressure, though, for the person. And it doesn't equal that you've got to, like... Just be over the top and just out there and like, I'm going to be me and y'all just got to like it as much <laughs> as just like, I mean, hey, if if you feel like you're going to pretend in a moment, just opt out. Just be no thanks or I'm just sit over here and play some Uno or, you know, like, I think there are alternatives to putting on. Even if it's not, I want to fully display who I am to these people. Like, I think you can. I guess use some judgment in in what you share, or what you don't share.
0: <clears throat> why why wouldn't somebody want to put on full display who they are in front of their family?
1: Well, in my experience, what I've seen is sometimes people are concerned about being judged, or they, like I mentioned, that picture that people have in their mind of who you are, or should be, or supposed to be, if that doesn't match up to the picture in their head, then there may be some shame associated with it Mm -hmm. or some guilt or some disappointment. Or maybe the individual doesn't feel comfortable with who they are. That that's not uncommon. It's not always about other people either. Sometimes the individual is just kind of hard on themselves and not happy with who they are.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's good. Some say, listen, some of us out here got loud inner critics, uh, in our heads. And so, yeah, I feel you on that. Um, the R in the acronym stands for real. So it's not about like, Oh, just be real. It's about addressing real issues in real time. And so, um, grudges are a huge thing in conversations. People will get into a conversation about one thing and find themselves having a conversation about 15 other things that happened 10 years ago. And I think that that, that the perfect breed, the perfect breeding ground for that is definitely at the holiday where. It's like, why you got to be bringing up old stuff? Like, (laughs) you know, it's like in the the dynamic of family getting together for the holidays, it is very easy to be baited into issues that are not even relevant anymore. You know, conversations that have nothing to do with right now. Um, Or to even be asked to have conversations um, in the moment that don't need to be had in the moment. Right. And that could be somebody being called out for their issue or their drama or whatever in front of the entire room or in the in the kitchen with everybody and their mama in that conversation. And it's like right now is not the not the appropriate time to be having this conversation because she's not going to be open to hearing anything that you have to say, you know I me mean? because she's embarrassed or she feels called out or whatever. And so um, I think being mindful of the room being mindful of people's responses, you know what I'm saying? Like in the context of a family gathering um, is very, very important. Um, tent, important uh, when it comes. <laughs> I'm laughing because Raffinate talks about the way that I say important. And so uh, apparently I don't say it correctly. Um, important is how you're supposed to say it. And I definitely say important. Uh, int, no T, important. Uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry. I, I'm self-conscious in this way. Cause I know she judges me every time I say important. And, I did it. Uh, actually. You, you just did it. Listening. You were just listening. No. Okay. Um, and then lastly, uh, but I'm showing up as my most authentic self. So I need you to accept me. Okay. And just know that I have a hard time with the T. Um, So the T in the heart acronym is transparent. And that really has everything to do with allowing people to see through, um, to what you're really feeling, um, what you're really thinking in a moment versus maybe what they see, um, on the outside. So opening up yourself to be transparent um, in that way. Um, and yeah, I think again, going back to the feeling, the pressure to be, not be your most authentic self, it can be very easy not to kind of let the inner stuff show and that could easily be somebody maybe says something that isn't kind or um implies something about you and your spouse or your kids or something and it makes you feel some kind of way I think there's an opportunity there to be like hey like it it doesn't it doesn't feel good when you say things like this or it it doesn't feel loving at all you know like when you call out my kids or keep bringing up this particular situation, like to be transparent with someone in that way and letting them know how you feel, which I think really lends itself to more vulnerability. Um, I think there's a great opportunity for that at the holidays, but a lot of people don't want to go there. They don't maybe feel that freedom or safety in the context of family. And, um, and I think that's unfortunate. So I think what I'm, what I'm trying to champion during this holiday season is for people to, Know that there's value in having heart combos and that having heart combos should not just be reserved for friendship or your boo or your spouse, but they should also, that culture of conversation should be introduced into family dynamics as well. And can you kind of give people your soapbox about not being able to control other people? Because as much as I'm like, hey, like take heart combos into the holidays with you, like take heart combos into your family dynamic. People also need to be prepared for complete and utter rejection. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody trying to do all of that. You doing too much. You and your feelings. Like, I mean, all of the shutdown or even not even listening. Well, you said that earlier. Like sometimes people just aren't listening and they just are kind of one track mind. So can you kind of give people your perspective when it comes to how others respond?
1: So, one of the biggest things about having any kind of conversation that serves as a barrier to not having conversations sometimes is concern for the unknown. And part of that unknown is not knowing how the other person will respond. One of the things I tell people all the time is that cannot be the determining factor of having a conversation or not. Because at the end of the day, you can't control anybody else. The only person that you can control is yourself. So some of it may be having to just accept the fact that this may not go the way that I believe would be ideal or the perfect picture in my mind. And so even if it doesn't, I can still manage myself. I can manage my mood. I can manage my response. I can manage my feelings and my thoughts about whatever the thing is. And that can be hard sometimes because from our vantage point, we have what the acceptable response should. Of be. course. We and right. I use air quotes for should.
0: We right. Because
1: we we have all the facts and we know everything. <laughs> um, and there could not possibly be an alternative perspective.
0: No, because I'm the most sound person up in this joint. Oh I got the most goodness. education. I love God the most. I whatever people put together in there. All
1: that stuff don't matter. I'm the oldest. It all don't matter. It exactly. means nothing. I got my life together. So, <laughs> based on what standards? Based on you so, know I think a a big thing is just remembering that. Like, hey, if I'm going to have a conversation with somebody, I can't control them. I can't control their response, but I can control what's going on with me. So it drives me up a creek. And in, in my work, I tell people often when they're saying things like, well, she made me mad and he made me angry and he made me irritated. I'm like, man, you're giving a whole lot of power to this other person. For how it is that you're feeling. Mm. Why not rephrase this and say, hey, I had this exchange and I felt angry as a result of that. Or I felt annoyed or irritated. Mm. But to say like, they made me, that puts all the responsibility and all of the onus on the other person Mm. to be in control of how you're feeling. And that's very like... Well, you take it all, and I just sit back and and look, and I I have no responsibility mm-hmm. in this. That is that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I I, I don't like it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, now and I also I, I think mean, it gives. Is it fair to say that you can be triggered? Like a person can trigger. Like they they triggered me. Maybe like no. Like hey, the way that they said that rubbed me the wrong way. So. Is that the same as saying, hey, the way that they said that made me mad? Is that the, is that the same? So
1: I think the distinction I like to make there is, it, yeah, okay, let me answer your question. Yes, you can be triggered okay. by an exchange or an interaction with someone or just kind of living your life. I also believe that, it, um, how do I want to this? I also believe that individuals oftentimes focus on the other person versus focusing on whatever the problem or the issue is. Sure. So I love this phrase, um, the problem is not the person, the problem is the problem. So let's say, for example, um, I got angry because of the tone of voice of my cousin when we were talking. Mm -hmm. The problem isn't my cousin. Mm -hmm. The problem is communication. Sometimes it's difficult, though, to see what actually is the problem because when we're face-to-face with another individual, that's all I see. Mm -hmm. And so the problem is her. And, (laughs) you know, it's (laughs) like, well, no, the problem is that there's difficulty in communication. The problem is... There's difficulty in seeing alternative perspectives or whatever. So I think just small changes in verbiage or the way that you look at things can help kind of manage some of that emotions and stuff. And I think it's helpful for people to know, too, when you're talking about triggers, like if you know that yelling or confrontation or uh, what you perceive to be as rude is Mm -hmm. triggering for anger for you. Then going into the holidays or any exchange, then you need to be prepared for how am I going to respond if I'm triggered in that way? Mm -hmm. If someone is rude, if Mm -hmm. there is yelling that's happening, what's my response in that moment? Mm -hmm. How do I help myself to cope and to deal and to not meet anger with anger Mm -hmm. and to not meet yelling with yelling? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people don't assess or really sit and think and identify what are the things that triggered these different emotions within me so that they can prepare well for that. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like earlier making a plan for Thanksgiving, I think that's a huge part that can be part of the plan. What have, What have been some things that have happened in, in holidays past that have made it difficult for me or caused certain emotions to arise within me? And sure. how can I manage and prepare well for those things yeah versus just showing up and like well I know this is gonna be awful and it's just <laughs> like you 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 setting yourself up to fail because you go into it with no plan like there's that quote out there like what is it a plan if you fail to plan you plan to fail same kind of thing with the holidays I think you can create some level of plan for yourself. Again, this is not for other people, sure. This is for the purpose sure. of managing you. And I think that's important to remember and to sure. keep in mind.
0: No, that's good. And I know we've talked a lot about anger, mainly because that's like my default emotion um, and tension and drama. But I know that there are some families, you know, where it's passivity city. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't nobody actually saying anything, you know? Like, stuff is happening. It's like, (laughs) that's not okay. And (laughs) no one is saying anything. And the lack of confrontation and the lack of someone speaking up about things or tension in the room or what's been going on in the family, like, that is even more uncomfortable in some spaces because we're all just sitting in a room, silent, silent. And it just feels like we're <laughs> suffocating, you know, like, so if you're in a family dynamic that isn't as, um, forthright or out there or whatever, you know, about their stuff, um, you can still apply these things that we're, that we're, we're saying. And maybe the approach for you is, um. Maybe speaking up about something. Like, maybe it is calling it out in your family dynamic during the holidays. Whereas in a different family, it's like, we need to set some time aside to have this conversation when nobody's here. But maybe for you, it's like, hey, can we talk about why everybody feels tense right now? <laughs> like, or, you know, just trying to, to initiate a conversation where there isn't conversation. So I just wanted to speak to that side of the the coin as well for families who, you know, what I mean, might look completely different. Um, mm mm-hmm. And I think the last thing I'm going to say, just to kind of wrap this up, is is th- all of this is a dance. All of this is attention. Um, I know I talk a lot about different topics on the vlog, and sometimes things feel contradictory. Like I'm saying, "Hey, have a plan for the holidays." Raffinade is like, "You can't control nobody else." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and she's like, "But go, you know, but but do have a plan, but don't expect for the plan to happen a certain way because you can't. Like, you know, it might feel like this. Well, what's the point of doing it?" If I can't control the outcome or, you know, for the other person or whatever. And I think those nuances and those specific things that we're saying is really speak to the fact that it really is attention. You can do all of the planning and have all of the positive um, intention and believing the best in everybody. And then you get up in there and the whole thing just blows up. And it's like, why did I even try? Because it still was a mess this year Um, or feel like, you know what? Um, I'm going to try to initiate certain conversations and, and, and experience that rejection, um, that triggers a whole slew of other things. And again, that might make you feel like, why, <laughs> like, why did I even try? And I think the goal is not so much the outcome as Rafanay has kind of spoken to, like of the other person, but really it's, it's about you, your growth, your development, where you want to be in life, your standards for yourself, the expectations you have for yourself, Um, do you like what kind of person you want to be and how you want to function in life, how you want to show up in the spaces, um, in the conversations that present themselves like to you. So take the pressure off of yourself to change your family this holiday, (laughs) to be their savior, to, to fix them, to whatever it is in your brain, like take the pressure off of yourself to do that at the same time. Um, don't swing over to passivity and just feel like, listen, y'all, 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 do what you do. I'm just trying to eat and get out of here. (laughs) Um, Like, don't let it be that extreme either. Like try, um, think through again, what it is that you want for yourself. And if you've been having heart combos, let's say you've been following the platform, you've been listening to the vlog and you're here for it. And now the holidays have presented themselves and you don't know how to allow these two worlds to like collide, like take the things that we've shared and go in with just an open heart and an open hand, um you know, for it to go the way that it, it just, whatever way it goes. Um, and, but don't put all the pressure on yourself to, to think like, man, I tried to have heart combos, but nobody in my family wanted to. Okay. Well let that be insight and perspective, you know what I mean? Like for you, let that help you be more compassionate and empathetic, you know, like to where your family is and keep chiseling, you know what I'm saying? Like away at it when other opportunities present themselves. Um, it's not all on the holiday season, but just know that the holiday season brings, a special dynamic. So I think that's good for the for the first first part. I'm sure we'll have a part 2 after Thanksgiving and people give us their feedback about how this went or or didn't go. Um I have something else to say. Over the the holidays, you got more? Listen. Well, Lay it I just want to
1: I just want to say I think also you've got to assess and evaluate what the measure of success is because you can say I want to go into the holiday and have a heart convo. And attempt to have a heart combo and someone is not receptive to it, that doesn't equal failure. That Mm. could still be a measure of success because you maybe got out of your comfort zone and actually attempted to initiate it. So there may need to be a redetermination of what success versus failure is. Because I think success sometimes is just attempting to do the thing. Sure. Even if you don't get the expected outcome. Um, and then the other, the other thing I was going to say is, uh, I think a practical thing that you can do that I'm planning to do with my family, um, and holidays, honestly, with my family is always like, it's great. It's fun. I enjoy it. Um, but I found this book, not but, and I found this book at Target plug for Target. They're not paying me for this, but, um, there's a book at Target called 3000 questions about me. It's a red book and it looks like it has a, like a the outline of somebody's head on the front of it. And it's $9.99. You can also order it on Amazon. If you have Prime, whoop whoop, get it prime. You can get it next day. Um Listen, we're doing days. all the plugs for no money. <laughs> Shoot. Time I enjoy Amazon. Here's prime. The thing. I enjoy certain companies and so Listen. I am a valued customer of theirs, listen, so it's okay. I, yes. I'll give them a
0: shout-out. But anyway,
1: <laughs> um, so this this book is called 3,000 Questions About Me, and I actually did it. I took it with me to church the other weekend when I sang, and um, I'm at church a lot for a lot of hours on Sunday uh, when I sing, and so I sat in the group, green room with the praise team and the band, and we just kind of sat around and flipped through this book and asked all these random questions, and it was really good. And so I'm planning to take the book with me to Thanksgiving with my family because there's so many questions in the book. And I mean, it's random stuff like, tell me why you picked the profession you're in. Um, what's something you thought was crazy until you tried it? Uh, what's your favorite like uh, comfort food? It's got all kinds of questions in there. And I think it's a a good way that, You can engage in conversation and get to know more about people, even people that you know and that are your family members. You can learn more about them or your friends. You may be spending the holidays with friends. Um, And it can kind of take that pressure off of, like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to engage in conversations? Like, literally, like, hey, guys, I got this book. Y'all want to sit down and answer some questions? And um, some of them are really funny. Some of them are just kind of, like deep questions some of them are very superficial questions but I just like it because it's something that you can do with a a large group of people or a small group of people and just engage in conversation and you'll be surprised I think by how much dialogue comes from that like there was one question that was like uh, what did you first learn to drive in and so then there were all these backstories from people about like people that grew up in the country and How they learned on a stick shift or they learned by sitting in their grandpa's lap when they were like nine years old. And and it it allows people an opportunity to elaborate and just to kind of hear about things that maybe you've never talked about or explored. So that can be a less pressure way to kind of have something practical and tangible. Absolutely. Help with that.
0: That's good. And, and it's in and those are heart combos. I think sometimes people think that heart combos are just conversations around heavy, dramatic, drama filled you know, conversations and they're not. I mean, playing a game like that gives you the opportunity to be honest and authentic and transparent. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't, I think that that's, that's amazing. And so not all, I think heart combos, I don't want heart combos to to kind of have this stigma that kind of comes with it like oh if you're having a hard combo it's just it's all just hard conversations and it's like no like you having an authentic conversation with someone about your childhood is a hard combo you know and so yes I love that um all right well we're gonna wrap up here uh before we go though we want to tell you about this new segment that we will be introducing um I guess from this 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 point forward uh and so Raphne why don't you you do that
1: so we have gotten questions via Instagram and other mediums and so we're trying to kind of streamline the process so that we can answer your questions on the podcast. So we have set up an email address. The email will also be in the episode notes if you are not able to get a pen right now. The email address is askheartcombos at gmail.com. So that's A-S-K-H-E-A-R-T-C-O-N-V-O-S. At gmail.com. And you can send in your questions there, and we will check that. I will check that. And
0: Raphael <laughs> will ins- check that. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I will ensure that we review your questions, and the goal will be to at least answer a couple of questions during each of our podcasts. So if you don't hear your question come up, don't be like, Ooh, they shaved me, they ain't answer my question. Okay, it may be in the next episode and um, it just kind of depends on when we get your question in and when we're recording. So there may be a little delay in when you send your question in and then when you actually hear it on the podcast. But our goal is to answer your questions. So be on the lookout for that.
0: Awesome. And I want to just give a shout out to the people that uh, help make moments like this possible. And that is the Patreon um, page supporters. Um, People who have decided that they believe in what's going on with this Heart Combos thing, they want to see it grow and develop. And they give some type of dollar amount monthly um, in order to help, um, I guess, put me in a position to do this full time where I ain't got to go sell my. Oh, never mind. I was about to go say something. Oh, gosh.
1: Inappropriate. G <laughs> rated. G rated. Oh, man. Uh um, where you don't have to go do some questionable things. Yes, to, to make
0: later. to make ends meet and pay these bills. Uh so if you <laughs> So if you are interested in um one, getting the raw cut footage of things like this. Let me tell you, the, the amount of crazy that we talk uh, before we actually film this podcast is ridiculous. So if you uh, want to get the before and after of the podcast, if you want to get extended videos from vlogs, if you want to follow me um, as a, DJ, a professional DJ um, or as even as a speaker, there is space for you in our Patreon family. So just go to patreon.com slash heart convos and if you give anywhere as little as two dollars a month up to fifty dollars a month you can have access to these different things so shout out to um, all the patreon supporters out there who make moments like this possible all right tune in for the next episode which will be releasing next sunday uh at noon because that's when we release our podcast every sunday at noon um, well, we will be talking about heart convos for dating. We are going dun, to dun, <laughs> dun. we are going to go ahead and just dive into this conversation about can men and women be friends. We're going to talk about if friends should date their friends' exes. We're going to talk about all the different things as it pertains to dating because. Raphne and I disagree on all of it. So you're going to (laughs) get both sides of the coin. You're going to get both perspectives um, next Sunday at noon. So we love you guys, Heart Combos family. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, yeah, I need y'all to remember that it is not a hard conversation. It is a heart conversation. We love y'all. Peace. Hello.